This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks, show number 239, recorded on December 3rd, 2015. Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios. Here in Bellevue, Nebraska, a little snowy cold, although we had some really high, good high temperatures today. It may feel like spring again. Uh, and, of course, we post the show with the show notes out at TheAverageGuy.tv. You can also join us live on our new mobile app. If you want to head out there, uh, you can head out to HomeGadgetGeeks.com now. We have both an Android and an iPhone app. You can download those and listen live. Listen to the audio live. It's going right now. If you head out there, if you're on a train or plane or you don't have good bandwidth, those are available. We want to thank LastPass for sponsoring that. And again, you can find that HomeGadgetGeeks.com. HomeGadgetGeeks is a part of the Geeks Network. You can find the link to this show and many other great podcasts out at TheGeeksNetwork.com. All right, a little reminiscent tonight. Uh, I'm going to give you a warning this is gonna be a long show, okay? I'm just, <laughs> I'm warning you. And if you're new to Home Gadget Geeks, this is, might be one you want to skip. Just gonna say it, because it's gonna be long and it's gonna be nostalgic, and we're gonna talk about some things. We're gonna bring in a little bit of the current tech stuff that's going on, and we're gonna bring that in up front. But uh, we're gonna spend the back of the episode because today, and it's actually technically yesterday, but five years ago tonight. Oh, it's tomorrow. On Thursday, was it the 4th? I thought it was the 2nd. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's the 2nd. We recorded on the 2nd, we published it on the 4th. And uh, and so five years ago, let's just say this week, five years ago this week, we pushed out the very first, what we called in the day, home tech. And uh, so I asked the guys to come back uh, who, who kicked that off with me. And the original, from number one, Done it from the very beginning, although we haven't seen him a lot lately, but that's, of course, Christian Johnson. Christian, welcome back to Home Gadget Geeks. Good to see you. Hey, thanks very much, and uh, amazing to think that when we were sitting for show number one, we were calling it Home Tech, not even Home Gadget Geeks. Yeah. Um, and to think that five years of this show also marks five years of me as a podcaster, so it's been a really incredible ride, and um, I think the one phrase that you've heard me say several times that... I tell others now is because of the podcast XYZ, uh, and so it's really been a fun ride for the last five years, and it's great to be back this evening. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about because of my podcast type thing for you. Uh, it's kind of going to, as we go through a little bit of nostalgia, we're going to walk through that. I think a lot of things in your life kind of happened because you were on this podcast, which is really kind of amazing to think, and uh, so it's been a good run. Christian, uh, why haven't we done a Cyber Frontiers in uh, two months now? Well, see, when you get to the 400 level of any computer science curriculum that's you know ranked in the top 15 in the world, um, there's this course called uh, Compilers, and don't be fooled by any introductory language that may appear in the course syllabus. Um, it's essentially 15 weeks of writing your own compiler for, in this case, the Ruby uh, programming language. And so it uh, comes associated with that are all sorts of uh, um, time suckers that really just take all the enjoyment out of being well-rested enough for a podcast. So 
Uh, we're hoping to get back to Cyber Frontiers uh, after finals gets out the door and uh, comes in winter break, and uh, we'll be pushing out some new content for that. Wow, very cool. Good excuse. And a guy who has even a better excuse because he started. Andrew, we had to go way back today and find out when you started. It, it is show 11. That is the official yep. start for you. You were uh, you were in early, and of course uh, Andrew is in Melbourne. You're still in Melbourne, right? You're still hanging around. Yeah, there. yeah, we're, yeah, we're still in Melbourne. Yeah, we uh, we moved uh, four or five weeks ago. Yeah, so I kind of watched it on Facebook. Yeah, we've been in that house for six years. Yeah, and did you take the solar panels with you? I mean, we did like show one twenty something. We talked about your solar panels and. You putting oh, that, those that went, on, that, that went on ad nauseum. I think everyone in the world was sick of hearing about that. <laughs> I, never my wife. I never was. <laughs> I never was. <laughs> I always, So did you take them with you? No. No. Um, the rebates that, that are attached to them stick with the stick with the house, not with the uh, the device. So we left them there. Left them there. Hopefully, got a little value. What uh, what what has been? Why did you? I mean, all of a sudden, I shouldn't say all of a sudden. You were off and on for a while. Big major event in your life. How are the kids? Well, yeah, the kids, um, they're a week off being three. Um, so, um, yeah, life's been hectic for three years, really. Um, mm. I think, I, I think, I, I think I, as I said in the show notes, I think I pod died around about, <laughs> uh, I think it was about a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I, don't think, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think you even had a pod funeral for me. We didn't. We just kind of we just kind of let you quietly go. Well, it was a it was one of those things where you were making about every third one, and then it became every fourth, and then every fifth, and then it just kind of stopped. So yeah, and then uh, work sort of then work got in the way, and yeah. Um, no, I how is work? Five day week these. Well, I have, to, well I, have, I have to work a five day five day week these days. <laughs> it's kind of brutal. I know. Kind of expect a lot out of you. Um, I don't know. Still that? still at HP, I assume. Yeah, Hewlett Packard Enterprise these days. So. Yeah. You, oh, you made it to the enterprise side. Yep. There's the mug. All right. Straight off my desk. Nicely done. The, uh, they didn't waste any the time on those mugs. No, they didn't. They uh, they did a road show. I think three or four days after the um, the split. So. Yeah. Well, good. welcome back. Nothing much. Nothing much changes. You get a different picture on your neck tag and. Away you go. Away you go. Just do the same stuff. <laughs> do yep. what you were yep. doing before. Yeah. No. Good. Good to see you. Good to have you back. Thanks for taking the time to uh, to jump in here. And uh, yeah, yeah. All good. And then, of course, uh, we can't forget Mike Weger. Mike, you've you figured out right. What show did you jump on here? It was it was last year. Yeah. It was, well, no, it was this year. Two o six. I started back in uh, March. So March fourteenth was my year. published date. Okay. So I don't know when the air date was, but yeah. yeah. Who knows? But and I we I had gotten to know you. Uh, you're a local guy here. You're in Omaha with me, and I'd gotten to know you through a weird, weird chain of events. And uh, and I was at that point in time, Christian was it was super sporadic, and I and I had been doing some shows by myself, and I'd been bringing other people on. And I just said, hey, you wanna you wanna jump in and help me out? And uh, and you've been hanging around for the last year. You had gotten married. You had just gotten married uh, before. In fact, I was waiting to have you on until you got through. Marriage and the honeymoon and all those things and and um, so uh, glad you you decided to join us. Has it been a good year? Have you enjoyed oh, it? I've loved it. It's actually it's been funny. The past two months, I'm kind of in the same boat as Christian with prepping up for finals for this last year of law school. So my my own podcasts haven't been regular, but you're keeping me uh, in the podcasting 
mindset, which has been a good time. But yeah, I think it was about a year ago this time that you and I met, I think, for the first time. We met at one of the restaurants here, and we're just chatting, and then we decided to wait until I was done with the wedding and everything like that. Yeah. So yeah, fun. Yeah. Good to have you on. Line. Yeah, I think of, you know, uh, I try to get Zadler to come out and join us tonight. John has been a big part of what we've done over the years. John joined us for the very first episode, if you go back to zero one. In fact, uh, what I want to do before we go too far, I want to play a little bit, and Christian, I know you love the music uh, that we do here, but I want to play a little bit of that very first episode. And this isn't, we're not, this is the only one I'm going to play. Well, that's not necessarily true, but um, <laughs> I'm, let me play this for you. Just listen and rem have, have the, uh, remember the memories. Welcome to the Home Tech Podcast Show number one, recorded December 2nd, 2010. There we go. See, the December 2nd, I told you. Tech issues. We are your family. All right. Well, I, can't, I can't even listen to that intro anymore. Uh, that goes way back. That actual, that intro written by um, my, in my, Adam from my son's band. And uh, we played that intro for a lot until Brian Burgess actually wrote the, uh, the new, the intro music that you hear today was, was uh, written by Brian Burgess. Uh, but Christian, I hear you humming that all the time. That's got a little special place in your heart, right? Yeah, I, I think it still manages to uh, reminisce around the halls of Gallup every once in a while, and uh, certainly in your earbuds more than uh, once a month. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that actually that that intro made its way over to to um, Fitness Tech, a podcast I did about thirty of. Uh, that goes back to the Spartan Radio era. We did Fitness Tech, Spartan Radio. Uh, home tech at the time, I was crazy. I was doing. I, you know, just try, I at one point, I think I had five weekly podcasts going on. Um, I think you were spending more time in front of the microphone than you were in front of your wife at one stage, weren't <laughs> you? Well, people were wondering. Yes, they were. Not starting much has changed, Andrew. <laughs> well, what we want to do tonight, uh, as we think about you know reminiscing and going back, uh, is if you're out there listening live tonight and you've got a moment, uh, something. Uh, favorite moment, something somebody said, a you know whatever in that tonight would be one of those nights to call that in, and um, I've got the uh, I've got the voice line open. You're not going to make it live on the program. We don't have that one up. I've got the voicemail the the voicemail app open in here, and we'll just play those voicemails. It'd be great. We're going to be going on for the next hour and twenty minutes or so, and so there's plenty of time. But pick up your phone, dial 402-478-8450. and if you're Listening to the recorded version of us, you should be listening live. Come over here on Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern. But for, I'll say that again, 402-478-8450. Call that in. Leave a voicemail. We'll play it right here. Ted had actually done that. Um, let me make sure I got that part turned off here. Ted had actually done that last week. We've been talking about those little battery. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but they have these now, these new battery sleeves that go on. They're little tech, little, you know, little sleeves that go on. And they're supposed to extend the life of the battery. I guess when a battery gets down, I, I think they start at 1.4 volts, and when they drop down to 1.3, most electronic gadgets say that they're, they're, they won't take them anymore. The voltage is too low. And supposedly, these battery sleeves extend that. They fake the equipment out to, to make it read 1.4, and you're supposed to get the whole life of the battery. Ted had called in, and I'm going to play this because this is what we do on the program. Ted had called in and, uh, and had some questions about that, so let me play it. 
Hello, Jim. It's Ted from Chicago. Um, I'm calling to make a comment about the battery sleeves that you mentioned in your uh, episode 233. Uh, there's a bit of controversy about those. Um, the technology is not new. It's been around for decades. Um, there's multiple electronics um, V-blogs on, on YouTube where uh, different double E uh, engineers are uh, discussing those products. Um, some electronics already include the technology in their power supplies. Um, and another question that I have is why why don't the battery manufacturers do that years ago? So anyway, uh, if you do some uh, look up on YouTube, you'll find there's uh, multiple videos uh, where they're discussing the merits, advantages, and disadvantages of that product. Thanks. Bye. All right. See how easy that is? Just call it in. And you can do that anytime you want. We'll play it here on the show. But has anyone, either any three of you guys followed these these new, I think, I think they're called batteryizers or something like that? And either one of you guys followed it? And uh, any comments? No. Nope. Christian, anything? No, not on mine. No, no Mike? Yeah, not on mine either. Out. So, when it's... Uh, one flat on catch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well... It's um, uh, certainly, Ted, thanks for uh, for calling that in. That is one of those things. Those guys did a Kickstarter or something to get that rolling and then really made a big deal about it in the tech media stream. I saw a lot of that. I, I guess I maybe too because I signed up for their marketing stuff. But uh, I'd like your feedback on it. If uh, I, I thought of I considered it, you know, and I, I, I think they're seven bucks each and you're supposed to use them multiple times. So a, a pretty interesting uh, technology. So. Ted, thanks for calling that in, and uh, appreciate that. If you you got questions or comments, you want to answer that. Again, 402-478-8450. All right. We talked about a few uh, critical moments uh, here in the program when we we talked about the very first one. You know, And, and by the way, if you want to go to any of the shows, the, the old home tech ones, HT001, you can go back and listen to that if you want to. It's, all you have to do is search on the page, HT001, get you there. So any of those can be found that way. And then I think at some point... Around 190, I think, somewhere in there, I changed over to Home Gadget Geeks. I can't remember. I should have looked that up when we went from Home Tech. Maybe somebody in the chat room can look that up when we went from Home Tech to Home Gadget Geeks. But we already talked about John Zadler coming on. First video show, uh, Christian John was asking, uh, do I have video documentation of you at age 15? We did show 50. That was the very first video show we did. Uh, you were probably 16 by then, right? Yeah. Thereabouts, don't you think at that point? Yep. And um, and so uh, show fifty is the one that uh, if you head out there, you can take. We used back in those days, we used live stream. Chris Lux, who if you uh, you've been around a, a while, you know the name of Chris Lux came in there. So our very first video show, very fifty, and then uh, by show one hundred, we had made our way to Hangouts, the brand new Hangouts, what we're in now. Now it looked a little bit different in those days. I don't know if you remember that. Big long pictures along the bottom. Actually, they started along the right-hand side, and then they made their way to the bottom. Show 100 came, new Hangouts. Show 150, uh, which was recorded on January 4th, uh, 2014, the first time we followed the format we use today. So the where I do the intro, we do the music, we do then I, you know that that that's the beginning of the era where I kind of begin the intro 
um, the way we did it again. And then 206, Mike already said this. Show 206 is when we had Mike Weger to that. Christian had dropped out, oh, a year ago or so, or maybe two, right? Because it was just getting too busy and we started Cyber Frontiers. Uh, I specifically documented when I dropped out in my next segment. Okay, but, so um, we'll, we'll <laughs> somewhere around mid mid 2014 after uh, first year on campus. So. Yeah, we'll come down here in just a second. Um, and so it has been, let me just say this, Let me, and then I, I want to dig in a little bit. Mike Weger's got a new gadget that we want to talk about, and then we're going to do a Christian's Corner. Um, let me just say, five years, this has been an awesome run. And, uh, you know, I have really enjoyed, you know, we, we do this every single Thursday. And uh, not, I skip, you know, we skip Thanksgiving like we skipped last week and such, but I say 48 or 50, 50 Thursdays a year. We try to pull it together. So my schedule's gotten busier. It's gotten harder. But um, I really enjoy this. And I'm glad that you guys, uh, Andrew and Christian and Mike and those others who've been on here, I think of Mike Howard, I think of John Zadler, uh, Brian Burgess in the early days, uh, others of you, Chris Lux, uh, who've been out there. Dave McCabe has jumped in here. I, actually, I've only had Dave on once. It's almost impossible to get him on here. Um, I think about the guys like Rennie who have come on and been a part of, of what we've done. Uh, I think of uh, Nathaniel, um, Kevin Schoonover jumping in. You know, once you start naming names, it's really then impossible to stop because you're going to leave somebody out, right, from that standpoint. I'm on a uh, but yeah, Brian Auer has jumped in a couple times. You guys have been awesome to, to just work with me over the last 240 shows, so to speak. 239 tonight, but well, let's just call it. Oh, let's, not, let's not forget Rich O'Neill. Rich O'Neill. I try to get Rich, Rich out here again tonight too. That's a great, uh, that's a great name to uh, to think about that. Um, guys, thanks. I just I just want to say I want to say thanks for supporting the podcast. We've had a thousand or two thousand listeners for the last four years, four or five years, and uh, you guys have been real dedicated. You come out and uh, and talk to us on on Thursday nights, and uh, it's awesome. The crew we got a crew out there. I think of uh, you know Jay Moore's out there tonight. Hey, good to see you back, Jay. Tony Rayner. Lopta, of course. Mark Robinson's been joining us uh, recently. Um, I mentioned Rennie earlier. It's just awesome, guys, on Thursday nights or Friday mornings for for our Australian friends <laughs> to um, to jump out here and get this done. And and I wouldn't, you know, somebody the other day somebody asked me, you know, when are you going to give that up? Like it's been five years. It's like I don't know. I don't think I'm I'm not ready to be done yet. Uh, there's a lot to talk about. We we have one of the greatest topics in the world because it's always constantly changing, and uh, it's just always a lot of fun. I don't say it enough to you guys, the to you the listener. I don't say it enough. Thanks for um, thanks for listening, and uh, it's why we do what we do, and and we appreciate you uh, you doing that. Lots of great tech. Always appreciate your contributions. Love it when you can help. Love it when you can jump in. I appreciate all the folks that have written blog posts that have done you know have um, tested stuff with the Average Guy Tech Scholarship Fund, have purchased things through Amazon so we can make that work. I think if we've got, you know, we're doing baby monitors for Lopta and, and uh, for, for Kyle that'll have some technology in them. And actually Kyle showed me, he sent me a link. If you're not a part of our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash um, the average guy. He showed me two versions of what he's thinking about, and man, that's they're kind of cool. I'm like, these aren't these aren't the, the Fisher Price baby monitors that you know that we had 20 years ago. So uh, some some cool stuff. So thanks for doing uh, what you do. Thanks for using the Tech Scholarship Fund, and uh, and thanks for hanging out with us, Mike Weger. We had um, 
speaking of the Tech Scholarship Fund, a really cool gadget that uh, that we saw. And thanks to Kevin Schoonover, he actually dropped this in the Facebook group a couple weeks ago. It immediately sold out. Uh, but we bought this kind of kangaroo, which you can only get on Newegg. That's 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 the it's probably maybe not the only place. I couldn't find it on Amazon. But this kangaroo micro PC that uh, literally is well. Let me. I'll let you kind of describe it, Mike. It showed up on Sienna brought it early for you. Yeah. Talk well, about it. I was gonna say talk about pivotal moments in a podcast. If you can take a Mac fanboy. And get him onto Windows 10. I don't think you could have any more of a pivotal moment than that. That's true. At least that's, that's from my point of view. But, that's, that's very but yeah, true. So, I, I am, so here is the entire micro PC. So it's super tiny. Um, this is actually an attachment that can pop off. And in the future, they're going to come out with different attachments for the bottom. But this is the standard one that comes now. I mean, so this is the entire thing. And it's still powered on. So obviously, you can tell it has battery life. So you can take it with you. Um, I think it's about four hours of battery life. Wait, that thing's got a battery in it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, the, oh yeah, it's awesome. So, so the main purpose they kind of create these. If you go to the website kangaroo.cc, you can see that they're really trying to focus on mobility. So, this is my entire Windows 10 computer, and I can take it with me and plug it into any HDMI monitor, and I have my computer with me. So, smaller than a than a uh, a laptop, and completely mobile. So, it's kind of nice. One really cool feature is you can actually just plug in your iPad, connect it via USB, just like you would to any other computer, and you can use your iPad as a monitor. So because this thing has a battery in it, you could take this in the car with you and open up your iPad and your screen, and you can have a full functioning Windows 10 with your iPad. So kind of cool. They've kind of made some really interesting tweaks to this thing to make it uh, mobile. The thing I've been impressed with, uh, so obviously this was, I'll just say, my first experience with Windows 10, and really... Beyond work, where I do, you know, I don't do technology at work. I do contracts and law, boring stuff. So I don't really get to utilize Windows at work, and still we're on Windows 7 at work. So this is really my first time I would consider playing with Windows, trying to see what I can do with it, have fun with it. Um, and I've been shocked how much I enjoy it. I'll just go ahead and say it. I'll get it out there early. I'll say, yes, I enjoy it. I was shocked how um, personal it actually was. Uh, you know, I've always given a bad name, but uh, it's it's actually not that bad. So I'm playing with Windows 10 on it, and how powerful this little PC is. It's kind of shocking. I've been playing around. I've been sending Jim a bunch of messages all week with testing the video quality. So I plugged in a C920, which we all know is a resource hog on uh, for the webcam. Plugged that in and plugged my ATR in. It, this, so this thing has HDMI on the bottom and two USB ports. One of them is USB 3 and one of them's not. Um, so... Plugged that in and I recorded a full 1080p video and sent it off to Jim and it was flawless. I mean, it was perfect quality, didn't stutter, didn't lag. So really impressed with kind of the powerful nature of this device. Two gigs of RAM. Uh, so so you're kind of limited a little bit. I tried to get on the Hangout tonight with Jim and see if that would do it. It was pushing the limits a little bit too much for what we wanted. It would have worked. It would have been probably just fine. Um, but, you know, for those things, maybe not powerful enough, but still, for something this size and for the price point, I think it was $100 or a little bit more than that, maybe, Jim? Uh, 99 right now. Yeah, 99 So for oh, the price point, I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Is the battery in the dock, then? Is that... I don't believe so. Here, I mean, I guess I don't have anything running on it, so I can... Just pull it. Nope. Still running. Wow. So yeah, so this is the dock, and I'm. Th they already sent out a survey 
uh, asking what kind of stuff we'd be interested in as consumers. What kind of connections do you want? Do you want you know, a, a LAN port? Do you want stuff like that? So, so kind of cool. I'm interested to see what they're going to come out with um, for that dock. But the thing I like about that is these, these guys kind of thought about that. They thought, hey, okay, we're coming out with a product now. It's new, but what can we do to make it you know, kind of, so we can expand on it in the future. Yeah, so we're not kind of having people have to buy the thing all over again. So with the dock, it was kind of a nice thought for them, which I enjoy. And I was uh, um, I was most surprised. I put Plex on it and and started, uh, you know, started playing movies off yeah. of that with off the Drobo. So the 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 I had to say Drobo. So the the videos are on the Drobo and then streamed it via Wi-Fi with Plex and it played great. Yeah. Oh, it's it plays awesome. I was streaming. I was I wasn't using Plex, but I was just pulling some videos off of my Keynap, same sort of thing, playing them on there. And I was thinking there would be some sort of lag, you know, with the display or something like that, pulling those videos down. And there wasn't. It is 802.11 AC, so you've got the latest Wi-Fi technology in there. For, I mean, for consumer grade, uh, which is pretty cool. So you've got pretty fast Wi-Fi in there. Uh, Jim and I were talking about maybe connecting up a USB, and then you have an Ethernet port. So I can wire in, which would be interesting to see if that increases the speeds at all. But overall, I mean, I've just been kind of shocked at actually how flawless it runs. Clicking around, wanting 10 Chrome windows. I try to kind of max out my Chrome windows and Word and PowerPoint, and it does fine with it. So I've been very impressed with it so far. John Stutzman says out in chat, it's kind of like a Lumia 950 with Continuum, you know, and if you've been following the Windows news yeah. at all, you know that... The 950, it's it's not only kind of like it, it is like it, and it's cheaper. Right? Now, you don't have the phone capabilities, but if you wanted something portable, like you're saying, to take along with you, pull out of your bag, plug it into a monitor, you, know, you can plug it in with a cable at any hotel. Um, now, you know all hotels have would have an HDMI port you could plug into their TVs and just fire, you know swing that TV over, and bam, you are up and running. Um, well, we talked about this a while ago. We talked about how, and we talked about maybe phones being the one device that you carry around with you, and you just plug them into a dock wherever you go, and that is your entire, I mean, that's this. Yeah, just like you said. I mean, that is what this is. You add this to a phone, and I mean, I, th I think it's the future. I took this thing to work and plugged it into the monitor at work, and it was just kind of cool that you could do that. You know, I took it and plugged it in. I have an HDMI monitor, and it fired right up and worked, and it was pretty cool. Yeah, I'd love to see it have, and I don't know, maybe it does. I'd love to see it have a charging port that's other than that proprietary one they sent you, and that you know it's got a, it's got kind of a unique cable that goes into the bottom there that powers the whole thing up if you want to put it on power, and that's not your typical standard connector like a you know a well, USB. I think it, I think it is though. Will it work off that that port on the side that you have on there? Well, the no. The, okay, yeah, so one. this one. I don't think this is proprietary, though. I've seen this charger well, on other things. But okay. I'm just saying, it's not a USB. That's a, not a cable oh, you typically right. carry with right. you. Exactly. Right, exactly. Yes, I understand what you mean. Yeah, yeah, it would be nice to be able to charge on the micro USB that they have on the side. I actually haven't plugged anything into that yet, so that, I'm wondering I'm if you could. That side, here, let me, let me keep you in focus here. Put that up to the camera really fast. Yeah, that port right there, if that would charge the battery or charge the whole thing and make it work, that and would maybe be Maybe it does. Honestly, I haven't checked that out yet, so there's the yeah, bottom. Micro SD right, right underneath it, and uh, yeah, I think up to 64 gig. Right. Uh, One thing I, I do wish they would have included out of the box is an audio jack. There's no... So, so getting audio out of it is interesting. If your monitor doesn't have speakers um, and you don't have any way to do USB speakers or anything like that, it does have Bluetooth in it, so built-in Bluetooth, so I actually 
run just a Bluetooth mouse and keyboard on it. But um, audio is just a little bit weird trying to figure out how I would listen to audio on it. But I'm sure that'll be coming. That was part of the survey, wondering if everyone wanted audio jacks. And they're just limited with space. I mean, they filled that entire thing up down there. But you got to think if you eliminate the power port, you could charge on the side. So yeah, yeah, make room. Well, the Bluetooth, you know, we just I just reviewed that Otixo. Uh, did I say Otixo? Uh, Alexar, sorry, the Alexar uh, a boombox. That's uh, you know, it's it's USB or I'm sorry, it's Bluetooth based. You know, it's just a speaker, and you could pair that with that and get the get the audio right out of there pretty easily. Yeah. So, starting to see a lot of Yeah, I got lucky. My monitor does have uh, built-in speakers, but a lot of them don't. I mean, if you get a cheaper monitor, and real quick while I'm at it, I do just kind of plug a, for, they're called TechNet is the company. For $13, it's a Bluetooth mouse, and it's one of the most comfortable mice, mouse I've, I've ever used, and it's, it's for 13 bucks, I couldn't beat it, and that's why I just had to plug that if you're looking for a cheap, awesome Bluetooth mouse. I showed this before you you came to work to pick it up, and I showed it to one of my one of my buddies. He bought one that afternoon. <laughs> he Did was he like, really? "Oh yeah," he's like, "I gotta have one." Well, okay, so my Windows, use case oh, for it. Oh, by the way, they're available in the Windows Store. I mean, in the Microsoft Store as well. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, if you've got, I was just thinking, my grandparents are due for a new computer. We got them a Mac Mini years and years ago when the Mac Minis first came out. And if I could switch them over to one of these things, it's it's perfect for what they do. I mean, if you're looking for email, word editing, web browsing, you can watch all the YouTube videos you want, everything like that, for 99 bucks. I don't know if you can beat it. I think it's one of the best uh, options at that price point. No, I don't disagree with you from that standpoint. More powerful than any tablet you're going to get for that price, more powerful than a lot of those appliances. Yeah. Pretty cool. So that's the kangaroo, and uh, and I, I dropped. A, I'll, we'll put something in the show notes for it. I forgot. I put the new egg link in there. It's also available at the Microsoft Store. So if you head out to Microsoft.com and uh, and type in kangaroo, it apparently is. I was going to pull that up real quick to make sure I had a link for that. Of course, the Microsoft Store is running 12 days of deals right now, and so it's it's Christmas time. If you haven't checked that out or picked up your Xbox One yet, uh, now might be the time to to get that done. All right. Well, cool. Well, Mike, we'll follow up with you. We've been trying to get a Windows device in your hands for six months or so, and yeah. we, I wanted it in that $100 price point, and I was kind of waiting for the right device to show up, and I think all those came together. Uh, well, I'm, I'm so glad that this is, yeah, that this was kind of the what we ended up on because of the portability of it. That's kind of what I like about it. And I'm going to do a full review. I have tried to make this my full-time machine for the last week, and so during my write-up, I'm going to kind of say kind of the pros and cons of what I found uh, while using this. Okay, obviously, with the exception of editing podcasts and doing this Hangout, uh, it's my full-time machine. So I'll, I'll put that on the write-up. Yeah, that sounds good. And then uh, if you buy it at the Microsoft Store, it's actually a uh, signature edition, which means no bloatware um, on there from the manufacturer. I don't think you saw any of that. I certainly didn't when I bought it off Newegg. None, I, no. Yeah. And it's actually Microsoft labeled in, on the box. So I think any if you either buy it from Newegg or you buy it at the Microsoft Store, I think it's a signature edition, which means you just don't get the bloatware. So well, and you cool. still even have to install their software for like the OS links is what they use to communicate with the iPad, and you still have to go out and download that. They don't even put that on there. So they were really good with not loading this thing down. Oh, pretty cool. Oh, and we're, we're going to have them on the show in a couple weeks. Yes, we so are. So the guys are going to come on. Mike brokered that, and the guys are going to come on. So hang tight. We'll talk more about that uh, uh, coming up. Christian, Andrew, any thoughts on that before we we, we move on? <laughs> Sorry, Andrew. <laughs> gotcha. 
Blow on your nose, Christian? Any thoughts? Uh, It's an interesting kind of evolution of uh, where we've gone with trying to get computation down to a small form factor, credit size-like thing. That's been a fascination that we've noticed in general in the last three years or so. Um, And I think originally when people were going for that objective, they were really looking for kind of like the the niche educational aspects and the Linux machines and so forth, but then some vendors got really serious about, well, if I stay under $100, um, can I really make this work? And when we look back at some of like the, I don't remember if anyone remembers, like the Bill Gates uh, one PC, the UPEC one PC initiatives where, you know, every child could have a laptop for $100 and at that time it just completely flopped because the amount of things that you could do on a machine like that for $100 was just, you know, it wasn't practical at the time. And now to see those devices a quarter of the size, five times as powerful, and people using them in their daily lives, um, it almost makes you wonder if that initiative was done with the modern hardware and design going into the process, if that initiative would have been more successful. So it's pretty interesting to see that this is working in an average guy kind of scenario and capacity. I could definitely see a device like that being something that, you know, you might install in your car even to make your car kind of computer enabled and, you know, uh, install a, a mount point screen in there. So there's really just a lot more uh, capability to do these types of things um, on the on the micro scale, both financially and uh, technically. Well, and I think for the consumer too, what really makes this stuff useful now is who cares how much storage there is on this device because all everything streams for me. So, you know, you think of people who have a lot of music, well, now there's Spotify and Pandora, and you're not needing a lot of storage space. So for the average person, a lot of times their complaints before were, uh, there's not enough storage there, or it's not as powerful. But with server-side applications, with streaming, with, you know, a lot of people having now a home server that stores all their massive uh, amounts of media, it becomes a reality that most people are like, okay, yeah, now you're right. So beyond even the, you know, the the tech specs of the device, you're now looking at how we use and and consume media, and it's changed a lot in the past few years. Yeah, and uh, you know, Ken brought up a good point in chat too, which is that I've been using my uh, Lenovo Yoga uh, two tablet, which is you know kind of the next price range up. You know, two hundred bucks I picked this thing up for, but the fact that you know, 1920 by 1080 resolution, light as a feather, runs for 24 hours, same deal. You know, I use this for almost everything in my day-to-day running around kind of getting stuff done, and that price point would have been completely impractical when we started this show from a mobility perspective. And, and yeah, this runs Windows 8.1, which is also part of the evil OS empire, and, I, you know, it, it keeps... You, you know, it keeps giving me the incentives to go to Windows 10, and I keep hitting the X button, and eventually I'll just uninstall all the updates that keep that from happening. But it's a great device, and uh, it's amazing how much the market has been saturated with devices uh, at that form factor. And it's also amazing, if you think about it, how many of the, these devices are running on the kind of Windows 10 flagship? Because if you think about it, this is an area Microsoft has really struggled uh, with in the past. We would say that Microsoft was slow with mobile. And we that was always in the context of phones, right? But now Microsoft has really kind of found what their mobile means. And I think it means the mobile compute experience, not necessarily the mobile cell phone experience. And so I think Microsoft has really gained a lot of ground in that area over the last year. 
it makes me wonder when they're going to drop the price of the iPads because you now you have an iPad that can't run a full OS that we're used to on the computer. You know, it's it's not running OS 10, and so it's still limited. And you've got all these other devices that are outpacing it. Now they can all run Windows 10, and you can have a really nice experience, whether you want it to be mobile or more of a desktop scenario. I think the iPads are way overpriced now for what they do. So until they can kind of go to that next generation like everyone else has, I think they've got to drop those down because what's the what's the intrigue to buy an iPad? It's really just a big iPhone at this point. And there's nothing more you can do besides having a bigger screen. Yeah, I think the one area that Apple still has the foothold is the apps. I mean, I really think that... Apple has had a lot more saturation in the apps. The most popular apps that people want, whether it's their games or whatever, still exist in the Apple marketplace. And so as Microsoft is expanding this hardware platform, I fully expect the developers to want to catch up on the store side as well and equal those two things out to a point where it's no longer a discriminator for Microsoft. That's true. Andrew, any thoughts? Sorry, I caught you working again, didn't I? Yeah, you did. You got to hate that. Um, I reckon. Yeah, look, I, I, caught, I caught a fair bit of the um, <laughs> the um, the kangaroo um, mini. I mean, to me, that's an that's an awesome um, awesome thing for a car, a car computer. I mean, depending on the battery life, you know, if you're if you're going to get eight to ten hours, it means things really never going to shut down. So you jump in your car, and it's just on. You know, you touch. Yeah, as Christian alluded to, you know, you've got your your, your Lilliput screen or or whatever the case may be, if you touch compatibility and you, you jump in and it's, and it's just up, it's running, you've got your nav, you've got your reverse camera, you know, away you go. Some some recording, some connectivity to Wi-Fi, it's syncing your music, it's syncing your podcasts. Yeah, um, whatever the case may be, you know, yeah. drive into the range of your Wi-Fi and it just syncs up to whatever service you happen to be using. Um, mobile hotspot, you got your Pandora streaming or, you know, whatever service you happen to use at the time. Right. Right. Yeah, a couple a couple things I saw when I used it. I used it for a day before I gave it to Mike. I had to. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> I just had to, I had to try it out. It gets super hot, so it's one of those things. If you're going to buy this, it has to be in a well ventilated area, so you can't hide it in something and hope it'll yep. stay cool. It's active cooling. Is that what they call that? What's that? What do they call it when they use the device Passive itself? Passive cooling. Say it again. Passive cooling. Passive cooling. So passive cooling, because the device itself is the one letting the heat off of it. So, Mike, you, you tested this. It gets pretty warm, right? I mean, you fire that thing up. I mean, it's hot, right? We were doing the Google Hangout, and you're like, hey, is it hot? I touched it. I'm like, yeah, about burn my finger. I mean, it's it's hot. <laughs> it gets warm. So you want to put it in a place where you where it's got good ventilation. But, um, yeah, so you yeah. need a car with a built-in refrigerator or something and stick it in there. In the vent, just in the vent space, so it can get yeah, yeah. well. And I, I always thought, you know, too, you could they could easily make a battery extender pack for that. That you know, plugged in. You think you've got that jack on the bottom, and it could make yep. that L bracket where it, you know, just just connects into it. And then there's your eight hours of battery. I mean, it comes with four, which is crazy. Like in that little thing, it can run that PC for four hours. I, I'm. It says it right on there. I, I, yeah, so. Andrew, sorry. It's nuts, isn't it? Really, when you think about it. Yeah. But it's more slow too. You know, you have it. You have the size. You increase double capacity. Yeah. Not sure what happens to the price. I think the price is dropping it faster than it's meant to. Yeah. Well, and to Christian's point, I mean, it's funny that this 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 one laptop per child kind of failed because we weren't there yet, and I and I think we're there today. Why why isn't someone picking that up on that? And you know we. Uh, for a long time, I was working with these guys at, at uh, Keypod, right? Now, this is a 
16 gig um, uh, USB drive that has Android on it, and you can boot to it and run Android and save things back onto it. And the idea, and these cost seven dollars. The idea was to get these in the hands of kids, yep. and you would put one unit, you know, you'd put one PC in a village, so to speak, one or two, and then, you know, people could share that PC by booting up to it, but they really boot up to this. And um, this is the first version. I bought this, oh, right before the meetup. This is the first version that actually worked, and it works pretty cool. Now, it uses Android on the back side, but, again, $16 and one PC. So some interesting when we think about that. I think it's never been more affordable, and yet I've 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 heard less and less about this. You know, now that it's affordable, maybe that's why we don't hear about it because maybe it's happening and it's not a big deal anymore. Um, but yeah. it's 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 never been more affordable to do those kinds of things, and yet I, I I'm hearing less and less about it. So hopefully it's happening uh, along those lines. So Mike, good. Uh, we'll look forward to review to your review. On the site going forward, I man, I think that's a if you and I think at ninety nine bucks, I think you're gonna find it on some either pre Christmas or post Christmas deals where you get another ten bucks off. I'm just gonna say it. That yeah, that's probably if, if they've got if they've got stock. Yeah, that's true, and they've run out once already. So you're yeah. right, Andrew. Can you get that if if you look uh, online there and is it available you know, in Australia? I had a look on Newegg before they they won't ship it without a freight forwarder. Okay. So and and it's out of stock anyway. So I, I guess the 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 demand's there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, know, I, I, you probably find that they put it up on the on the you know the bargain sites. You know, as soon as it as it comes back in stock, and everyone goes, ah, <laughs> grabs it. Yeah. Well, and you think it's a new product? I I assume at ninety nine dollars, they're making some money off this thing. Oh yeah. Know? Um, and so it's the the price point's got to be lower than that. I, I'm always sorry for you guys in Australia. It's really hard. We we've got all this stuff, and then it's when we ask, hey, can we get it there? And you're like, no, <laughs> sorry. Dell was running those minis. I bought that for my wife. You know, I think it's a 3080 model, 3080 or something like that. Um, those 99, and they were going Black Friday 99. They're a little boxier. You know, they're about that thick, but they're about the same size. It's a PC HDMI to to. USB ports, about the same price range, about the same processor, uh, just a little bit bigger of a form factor. And Sarah's been using that now for four or five weeks. I think I bought that uh, a ways back. Same type of deal, uh, more RAM. I got four gig of RAM in that as opposed to the go to two gig. Yeah. And I think I paid one thirty nine for it as opposed to that. So it's pretty interesting to throw those kinds of devices down where you don't need a full. I think, like someone said, like for your for my mom. You know, we just replaced my mom's computer. We put a desktop in for her, and now I'm kind of wishing, oh, 99 bucks. I could have just put this in. Yeah. We'll take the box, make it a server for you, and then, you know, get her a kangaroo. Dude, you're so smart. <laughs> you're so smart. She's not even a Windows 10 yet. I, I'm afraid to take that in there and get that done. So, no, pretty cool. Well, we'll there'll be some more conversation uh, about it as well. Let's do. Um, let's go way back to uh, to a segment that we have not done in a while, and uh, that's because the guy who it's named for uh, quit coming. Corner. That's right. Yeah, Christian's no, corner. We never got the jam in Christian. Music? Yeah, we never got the Christian's corner music quite right, which is. Well, dude, you're the musician. I asked you I like know. a million times. Could you could you write a little jingle for that? And I, know. I got nothing. You're a musician too, Christian. See, I'm learning new yeah. stuff about everyone here. Okay. Yeah. So he's, he's a really good musician, by the way. He plays violin and and pretty spectacular. Singing, mm, 
<laughs> you know, it depends what day of the week it is. But uh, uh, last last clip I sent Jim was uh, redoing a, a Taylor Swift song with uh, dual track violins on uh, Audacity, which was a fun time. So That's pretty good. That's I've been known good. to dabble. I and play we, you went singing to that as well. <laughs> no, I, I, I spared everyone that that opportunity. But there is I have some video somewhere of you and I singing something. Oh yeah. There's, oh, there's really? a lot of I wanna yeah. see that. What there must have been one of those there must have been one of those nights in a pub somewhere that just deep, dark, dingy and doesn't come out in public, right? No, no it's, I think it's in a feed somewhere. <laughs> what? What? Accessible to the public. <laughs> I'm having a hard time remembering even what the tune was. Um, never made it to the cloud. No, never. It's out there somewhere. It is out yeah. there somewhere. So I will Chris, know when I've made it as a host or a co-host when you and I sing a song together. That's, that's right. That's the next big point yeah. that we've got across. But you have to do like 300 podcasts with me. So okay. I think, I think Christian's done. Christian, you think if we added them all up, you and I, probably 300 at least? Yeah, I mean... It's because I did a couple with you on Home Server Show at least, Cyber Frontiers, Home Gadget Geeks. Uh, it's, I, yeah. I'd safely say over 200. Yeah. I'm not sure when we'll hit 300. Uh, uh, we're pretty close. I, I think if you start adding them all up, I think we're pretty close. But you've got a whole bunch of things, and, and we'll have for, for timing perspective, we'll have to be, be cautious of that. But you marked, some, you marked some spots that were significant to you. And Andrew, right. feel free to jump in here. You were a part of a lot of these things that uh, that we did. I so remember most of these. I think I wrote show notes for most of them. You might, yeah, you did. Oh, I forgot. Andrew was our show notes guy for a lot of years. If you go back and you read the really good show notes, they're probably written by Andrew. If they're crap, yeah, they they're pre, written by. They were, they were pre-children. Those show notes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I always appreciated that, Andrew. Thanks for doing that. But Christian, <laughs> uh, uh, throw us some of those dates you got in there. Yeah. So. Uh, Christian's Corner to begin with usually started as my rants about like what the in-depth current musings of the technology were for me so I just picked points that I remember being like huge points of either contention or aha moments or community gets all panicky excited over something so that's really kind of some of the moments I touched on um, the first major one which kind of started right at the beginning of the show and probably carried over from uh, a good portion of the home server show community that joined us over here uh, was when the average guy lamented over the end of Windows Home Server version 1 and particularly Drive Extender. For, for whatever reason, that was like an earth-shattering moment in which everyone was having trouble coping with the idea that they didn't have this drive pool anymore where they could take drives in and out and do these things with volume shadow, and people just lost their marbles. I mean, I remember it being like Armageddon style, if Microsoft doesn't bring this back, you know, what is the future of backup technology? And I think it took us really a full year to get that out of our system. Um, and you were an angry young man over that one. Yeah, I was, but but for probably good reason to be honest. But without the uh, uh, the same amount of steam that that I had back then. Um, but uh, really, as the home server technology progressed, we got into home server 2011 which is really kind of the first point at which drive extender um, was was phased out and that was at the point really that I had finished developing several add-ins for the home server version 1 platform. One was a security tool and one was uh, Magic Wake on LAN for Windows Home Server which you should know that that add-in still got sales in 2015 so 
Magic Wake on LAN for a product that was built back in 2009 for the first version of home server, and people still buy that thing. It blows my mind. Anyway, uh, that was a big... in my half. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, of course, many of us have moved on to uh, Server 2012 Essentials or have chosen to stay with V1 or 2011, but I just laugh, laugh at and, and remember fondly that being kind of the first major... Um, everyone lost their marbles, myself included. Um, March 19, 2011, the average guy started getting interested in super routers, is kind of what we coined it, um, with software like PFSense. And uh, the guy in the community that I think of first when I hear this word is Mike Howard, because I know he's been using it for a long time. Unreal. And I think somehow he slowly penetrated that technology throughout this community. Um, today, PFSense runs the edge devices and internet gateways for Maple Grove Partners LLC. So maybe I have you to thank for that, Mike. Um, at the time of uh, doing that podcast, PFSense was at version 1.2.3, and it had been a while uh, in them trying to get ready for the major 2.0 release. Uh, today, we're at version 2.2.5. Uh, the software has come a tremendously long way, and I know a great deal of us uh, use super routers in our home networks today. Uh, August 27, 2011, the world watched as Steve Jobs finally announced his resignation as CEO of Apple. Uh, he died several months later on October 5th, 2011, and really the world remembered his impact in several ways. I went to several movies, so forth. A lot of academic debates, even on this campus today, about what was Jobs' impact as an entrepreneur versus what was his personality. Um, and I think a lot of people in our community who are Mac fans, um, that somehow impacted them and made them think about their technology and the people building their technology. Uh, so I remember that as being an interesting point for us. Well, and we talked, surprisingly, we talked a bunch about Mac and Apple without being, I mean, we were a Windows group. Mike, you yeah. would have, you would actually fit right in in those days when we, when we, we we mentioned it a lot. It was uh, amazing. When, you know, you you'd have fit right in. It's only really been you, since you started listening. I mean, we were heavy Windows, obviously, in what we do. But I, I think in yeah. those days, you would have fit right in the conversation. Well, I I think no matter when I jumped in, I still poked the bear a lot. So <laughs> we, I naturally get a massive Windows response. So yeah, yeah. But you know what? You've been really good. Let me just say this publicly, and I think I've said it before. You have been really good about it to come in. I mean, you came in knowing this was a Windows community for the most part. We have, you know, we've got, there, there's a few on the fringe that are out there, but we're primarily Windows. And, and, and you've done it well. You've done it properly. I think if anyone, if there was an example of the way to do it in a community, the way to still be an Apple fanboy in a Windows community, I think you've done it. So nice job. Well, That's I, yeah, because I Mike understands that. that at any point in time he can always install Windows on his Mac. <laughs> He's got a point. He's not wrong. I mean, I, I, won't, I won't deny that. That is true. Keep going, Christian. Yeah. Uh, so on October 3rd, 2011, uh, the show got the first real talk of network-based cable tuner cards. Uh, made its way into our show with the HD Home Run Prime being like one of the newest gadgets um, around. Um, and today these boxes are in most home media enthusiast homes, especially on the show. I know I still use these today. Oh, yeah. they, power, um, they power our TV here at the Collison House. I have two of them. Yeah. Two yeah. with two duals. So, and we, there are some nights we use all four tuners. So it's yeah. crazy. 
Yeah, so that that became super uh, popular, um, breathed some life in the continue to use Windows Media Center and Windows 7. Um, also paved the way for me developing an add-in for the Subsonic and Madsonic problems to be able to uh, platforms to be able to stream your television uh, live over those devices. And today I can get my Verizon FiOS TV in HD quality on my cell phone on the go um, using the uh, HD Home Run Prime and Madsonic. So Is, are people still downloading that? Oh yeah, and it's on your website. I, I let you exclusively have the <laughs> um, Eventually, the developer. Go ahead, Andrew. Uh, the HD Home Run Prime also got a got a trial run over VPN to Australia via Windows Media Center, if I recall correctly. Yeah, yeah. We we uh, tried v- we, well. We tried Open VPN for a while too for trying to stream uh, television, and it just didn't get quite right. And then. Uh, you know, the Mavsonic platform really paved the way when uh, Prime came out. Um, so technology, everyone is still using today, uh, four to five years later. Um, March 17, 2012, ushering in a new year, uh, rumblings of the Windows 8 consumer preview uh, come screeching into the uh, forefront of what we did on, the, did on the podcast. And apparently this conversation really started on March 5th when Windows 8 was kind of getting heated up. I remember those being some of the most um, intense conversations that the show had ever done. Um, Windows 8 was like, is this the next Windows Vista? And people were revolting over the things like the loss of the start menu and the, the proposed terrible UI and why do I need this and why is Microsoft sending everything to the cloud? Um, these were contentious times on the show uh, with Windows 8 uh, making uh, rumblings into the, uh, into the podcast. And uh, interesting to actually, it would have been great. I wish we did it back then would have been great to take a survey of, in our podcast community, how many people adopted Windows 8 right when it came out, how many people today are still not using Windows 8, how many people skipped over it altogether and went to Windows 10, how many people are still using Windows 7 today, maybe even Windows XP, dare I say. Um, So that was a really interesting uh, pivot point for the Microsoft technology. Um, And right after that, really, um, you know, on May 20th, I note that, we're still clinging as Windows Phone enthusiasts hold dear and near uh, their Nokia devices to their hearts with the Windows Phone 7 operating system. Of course, we all know how this um, storyline ends with pretty much what today everyone considers Nokia is dead, as is Windows mobile phone technology uh, in general. Um, but it's interesting to note that in 2012, there were still a lot of people uh, fighting the good fight to have Windows phones uh, be part of the market, but at this point, um, it's pretty clear what direction that that went into. Uh, Christian, we also saw you in 2012 make your way to NASA, which I think was, you know, for you personally, was a huge milestone. I remember thinking how big of a deal that was, that you had this NASA internship, and that's really shaped. I mean, those two years at NASA really did a lot of shaping for you. I think in your technology and understanding the enterprise and bureaucracy. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely one of the most formative times for me, uh, especially being a junior in high school. Um, I had a lot of wit about me uh, and got to learn a lot of the, you know, the politics and the way of doing technology in the real world. Uh, But it was really, I mean, the experiences that I've gotten from NASA as an agency and, and how that's impacted me individually, you know, goes all the way back to freshman year of high school when, you know, I remember standing under 
the uh, shuttle Atlantis in the orbiter processor facility with nine other students around the country who had made it to the top 10 who were selected from over 3,000 students to be part of this program. And I, I just remember it was towards the end of the shuttle era program. They were doing the last launches. And they didn't think shuttle Atlantis was going to fly again. I mean, I remember standing in that processor facility as the TV was playing and, you know, uh, folks on television saying, you know, NASA's out of money, this thing isn't going to fly again, and we're sitting here watching engineers work on heat tiles and saying, yeah, this thing is going to fly again. Um, and really, ever since that day, you know, all throughout high school, um, NASA was really influential for me. And so when I started interning with them as a junior in high school and really uh, getting involved, it was the first big exposure I had to this world of big data that we find ourselves in, um, which, you know, comes to no surprise that today, big data has intersected with my work in cybersecurity and has been kind of one of the four, forefront things that I focus on in my daily uh, technology evangelism. So, uh, yeah, you're definitely right on with that. No, for sure. And you also have a note in here about the Raspberry Pi, which I can't believe we've been talking about Raspberry Pis now for three years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's honestly one of the most underrated but most pivotal things in the technology because like we were talking earlier with things like the kangaroo today, none of those things would have been possible if something like the Raspberry Pi really didn't break the market and show that this was possible. Um, I mean, today, you know, sitting down in the basement are brand new Raspberry Pi B models that cybersecurity students use. They're used all throughout the world for education. Uh, there's this new manufacturer called Chip that basically does the same thing Raspberry Pi does in a fraction of the size, has built-in wireless and Bluetooth, $8. Um, and so it's just amazing how much we're continuing to drive that competition and what the impacts are. So uh, amazing that, yeah, we're well into our third year of the life of Raspberry Pi, and it's had a huge impact on the enthusiast community. And I, and I think they, they announced a $5 Pi um, device of some kind just recently, like in the last week. Or yeah, there's a there's a few going around. Um, I don't remember who's doing who's behind the five dollar one. Um, yeah, it's eight, it's eight bucks. It's um, the Raspberry Pi um, the organization. They're calling it the the Plus. No, um, uh, yeah, it's it's released by them. It's a it's a bare bones. It doesn't have a network interface and yeah. a couple of a couple other things like that. But the, just but the yeah, sheer fact they can sell it for that cheap, like you're like, oh, yeah. wow. I mean, it's crazy. Andrew, are you seeing, you know, now that you're officially enterprise, you've always been that, but we haven't talked to you yep. in a while, are you seeing smaller devices, Internet of Things, making its way into the enterprise, and are you guys having to support those kinds of things and, no, and such? No, we're not. We're not. Um, we've seen a few clients try to use them, but um, they're not really ready for the mainstream adoption yet. So um, I think once IoT comes a bit, becomes a bit more... Um, a bit more um, accepted. I think we might see it start to hit, you know, touch screen devices and, and things like that. But at the moment, yeah, they're not really picking it up. Um, the client I'm working with at the moment looked at deploying about 800 Raspberry Pi-based touch screen appliances with card scanners and printers and junk like that in them, but they just decided that the platform itself is just that little bit unstable particularly where it doesn't have the backup and the ability to shut itself down. Um, that seems to be the real killer with it. And that's been my experience as well, you know, just running Kodi via OpenELEC. You know, you have it powered off your TV power supply. If you forget to shut down the Pi before you, before you turn off your TV, which is your USB power source, 
you know, five out of ten times the thing corrupts the card, so you got to rewrite your card and then reset it all up. And to me, it just became a bit of a pain in the ass. Sure. So still, still not quite there. Still not quite. Yeah. There. Yeah. No. I think. Um, but I think you know the competitors are going to come there. Um, you know, OpenELEC have just released their own hardware, um, based roughly loosely on the Pi. Um, so you know that's um, that's quite interesting. I can't remember what they call it. It starts with a W. Um, Weber or something like that, um, but you know that's WeTech, W-E-T-E-K. Um, so that's open elect based. Um, works with your analog digital tuners, cable tuners, as well as playing all your normal content like Cody would. Um, so you know there's there's some stuff that's coming to market. Yeah. But no. you know we'll I think it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next probably six to twelve months. Um, and yeah, why do you say uh, that? I think a lot more of the um, the enterprise is going to get their head around it and what they can do differently with it, and they'll they'll build their solutions to be more robust. Um, so you know they'll work out how to get the things to shut down gracefully. They'll work out you know how to you know do remote recovery and and things like that. That's the main killer for us. You know if you've got a branch that's you know five hundred five thousand kilometres away from a head office. Which is possible in Australia, and you know you can be you can be two thousand kilometres away from civilization when you're in that in that office, um, and the thing dies. How do you bring it back up? Unless the guy's got his spare micro SD card, you know, sitting in a drawer, you know, he's right. between a rock and a hard place, he's down. Right. Right. And 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 so it's you, you're saying in the next six to twelve months that will probably change. Yeah, if it changes, then I think they're going to be, you know, they've they've come a long way, and I think they'll be in a good space. Yeah. Cool, Christian. You had um, we talked about NASA, but I think the second most important milestone that we've gone through with you is University of Maryland. Yeah. And uh, what's even crazier is I've been out there a bunch uh, to see you. It feels really weird that I never knew. You know, I think way back to the beginning, uh, I never knew. And by the way, Andrew, they are they are trying to get me. Hardcore out to Sydney, so if I'm going to make it to Sydney, I'm going to make it to Melbourne, and we're yeah, going to go see you. So that's going to happen. Hopefully, that will happen sometime too. But Christian, work took me out to Maryland, and in uh, in your out there, talk a little bit about that experience. Yeah, I mean, it was really, um, you know, something that kind of grew without the show, uh, grew throughout the show, going from high school to college. And I remember doing several podcasts on, you know, how the heck do you get yourself into college, and how do you finance that, and and those are some really uh, interesting times for me, I would say. But University of Maryland has been a really eye-opening experience and really incredible uh, in my third year now, and you know, finishing up 400-level courses in in computer science and cybersecurity. And honestly, you know, as a as a rising freshman, not even here yet, I would have never expected to be doing the things that I'm you know doing here today. Um, it's amazing how much being in the Cybersecurity Honors College at Maryland um, concurrent with all these significant events in cybersecurity that have been happening in our country has really had such an impact um, on my life and on the technology and on the research that I do. Um, to think that we've drilled through things like Heartbleed and um, shell shock and all sorts of vulnerabilities to think that we've watched target breaches happen when uh, 
think to academic institutions like the University of Maryland losing all of our socials and, and serving on the task force for that, uh, to think that OPM breached uh, and lost all 22 million of the federal government's uh, employees' records. I mean, these are all things that I've sat and watched unfold as being bigger and bigger cybersecurity issues, uh, whether you know be something all the way out in government or something very commercialized like Sony getting uh, attacked and targeted. Um, it's really amazing to watch how much more of a uh, social, economic, and financial... Um, wow, I just said the same thing twice. Social, economic, and political influence cybersecurity has had and um, making that a part of what I was doing back in high school with the data science side and really pairing those two together while being on campus has just transformed and, and given me opportunities that um, I never really would have expected. Um, and definitely uh, was one of the primary influencing factors that led me to kind of go on and start Cyber Frontiers and really at least start to try and document, you know, small bits of the huge pie that's out there for what's going on in this technology space and what it means for the average guy, what it means for enthusiasts, what it means for the research uh, community and, and, you know, students like myself and how does that look from an academic perspective and, you know, that's definitely been um, crazy on one side. And you know, on the other side of it too, being in DC, um, being on this podcast, it's amazing the amount of people that I've met that uh, listen to this show in the DC area long before I um, moved from Buffalo. Uh, it's amazing to think that you know Jim is now my boss at certain places and certain times of day uh, at, at Gallup and DC headquarters. Uh, and these are just all things that kind of evolved as a result of coming to the University of Maryland and continuing to do the podcast, which uh, has really been a great experience. No, for sure. It, it's, it, you know, as we think about those things, you know, it, you'd mentioned uh, we've gone through, what have we seen in hard drive technology? Yeah. The changes we've seen in the five years from, you know, five years ago, SSDs were really, for most people, out of reach from a cost perspective. And now it's just the standard. Andrew, you probably are seeing tons of SSD uh, installations where data, the whole database is SSD, right? I mean, you, you guys are seeing a lot of that technology. I mean, what's transpired in the enterprise for you from five years ago till now? Yeah, probably um, what we're seeing is a lot more move from spinning disk to, to memory. Um, you know, we're, we were doing some work the other day in um, the Amazon cloud where the, the client's loading their entire database into memory, you know, and we're talking, you know, nearly a terabyte of data um, be, be just because they get, the, they get the processing capacity so much, so much, um, so much better processing capacity. I mean, they were on SSD before, but by going to memory, you know, they're just getting, uh, it, it blows your head off, you know, the, the throughput yeah. they get. No, the performance um, is so much better that way. Yeah, but I mean, even even you look at probably five years ago, we were looking at the spinning disk without a without a um, like an M2 SSD cache in front of it. That isn't putting that cache in front. You know, things are improving immensely. You've got a guest behind you. <laughs> it's um, you know, uh, Lopted asked. I think Lopted asked in, in chat, or maybe it was Tony. Uh, how how the three of us got together. You know, how did that, and it was really, we don't want to forget Brian. Brian did the first uh, nine shows with us. But uh, it was really a home server connection. And uh, and Dave had, um, 
you know, Dave, we had been podcasting with Dave McCabe a year before on Home Server Show. And uh, Christian, actually, I met you because of John Zadler. So one day John Zadler goes, hey, have you heard about this Christian kid? And I'm like, no. And he's like, well, let me introduce him to you. And so I think we got on a Skype call. I, I wasn't even video at the time. I think yeah. we got on a Skype call. Yeah. And... Um, and then with Andrew, and so it, so we started talking, and at about the same time, I was starting thinking of starting this new podcast, and somehow I ran into Brian. He had been writing, and and so somehow I ran into him. But I think I put a general in the forums or something. I, Andrew, I think this is how I found you, is I put this general like, hey, anybody want to help with this podcast? And I think I you answered that on Twitter. Might have been yeah. Twitter. Something along. Uh, I don't think I was really using Twitter at that point. I mean, five years ago. Well, anyways, it doesn't matter. I just know you answered. You kind of answered a. I was like, hey, if anybody's interested in doing this on a regular basis, you can. I think I stalked you. I think I stalked you for quite a while too. Well, that'd be okay. I don't mind being stalked. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, and so it's funny how you think. You know, you're you're starting these things certainly. Uh, Christian, as I think about all these pivotal moments we went through in your life, Andrew, I, the, the pivotal moments we we didn't mention them in order like we did with Christian, but I think you know about uh, you know the work that you've done there with HP. I think about the whole thing, the solar panel experiment that you went through. That was we talked a lot about that, and you you, you said earlier we that talked too much. I don't think we did. I don't think we did. I don't think we talked enough about it. I'm dying to have solar panels on my roof. And I was always jealous that you had them and I didn't uh, from that standpoint. But it, um, I think about the kids, having the kids. I think about some of the home server conversations you, as you placed home servers out. Yeah, and yeah. Out. Yeah, and, and, had, and had, had disks die and just getting the whole frustration thing going. And I think I used to vent to you a lot because you know, you know, you're smarter about that stuff than I am. And then I'd vent to Christian because he's smarter than both of us. And... <laughs> That's true. That's very and, true. You know, I, rem I remember sitting with Christian on a Skype session oh, for a couple of hours one weekend going through how DNS works, and I think now he'd know more about DNS and Active Directory than I'll ever know, and I work with it every day. So, you yeah. know, that's, that's, that's how times have changed. Yeah. And that was only, what, three years ago? Oh, yeah. At least, yeah. I mean, we, we started getting big with... Active Directory and DNS in the home network, um, which was the the weird playground sandbox that precursored the Maple Grove Partners platform being what it is. Um, that was definitely back in 2012, 2013 at the latest, um, as early as 2011 for sure. And even then, you, you were asking me things back then I didn't know the answer to, and I was living and breathing it every day then. So that, yeah. that sort of, you know. That's Christian, pushing the, always pushing. Pushing the, uh, Anyone else's envelope? Yeah, yeah, no. That for was sure. my MO for many years. <laughs> still <laughs> is, still is, Christian. I mean, I think there's still big things ahead uh, for you and what we're doing, and and you know, like you said, I, I still there are there are moments I'm still like, oh yeah, we like we work together now, <laughs> and we podcast, and and um, you know, certainly I think when we think about, I mean, you've gotten you have gotten a lot out of this podcast. Yeah, just in in you know more than Andrew and I combined, uh, uh, for sure. In just using it as a launch pad, I mean, it's it's been amazing how that's worked for you. So, you know, I'm glad you could have been a part of it. I'd still like to have you know we still have you on from time to time. And uh, for the new listeners, uh, you should uh, definitely go back and listen to some of those some of those older ones uh, with Christian. Yeah. But 
Um, yeah. Cyber Frontiers, Christian, uh, I'll have to ask, uh, you know, BYOB said they were taking a break, uh, <laughs> and then they never came back. Are, are we coming back with Cyber Frontiers? Is that uh, I, I sure hope we are. Um, I, I definitely want to focus on some new elements that we hadn't been doing in the show before. I mean, I love the fact that some of the things we did with Cyber Frontiers included, like, who would have thought I would have had professors from campus um, on that show? Um, I'd love to find ways to do more of that kind of thing. Um, one well, one thing of which, was, one of which, I'm teaching in his class, which is like yeah. that's another weird yeah, because yeah. of the podcast thing, right? I mean, it, it right. got me the opportunity to do my job in the class, which is yeah. just crazy to think. Yeah. And uh, you know, one thing I'm thinking about doing with uh, Cyber Frontiers, I haven't really decided yet. Uh, maybe you guys can drop me some feedback in my email, one way or the other. But I'm thinking about opening up the show to. Uh, Pretty much any student in the cybersecurity honors program here in Maryland who wants to get on and talk and is having more kind of roundtable style discussions around the topics and uh, you know they're they're doing equally as cool projects in a really diverse um, uh, scope of cybersecurity and so almost no two of my friends are doing the same thing even though they all use the same words um, to describe the technology they're working on. So uh, I think it would be cool to try and at least showcase or capture some of that on the show. And so I'm thinking about heading in that direction uh, for next year. Cool. I, th I think, you know, both you and I just gotten super busy. And uh, it's just one of those things that will have to rest probably until, oh, we got to get one in during the winter break and uh, and get a few, a few things cranked up. But um, be, be good to uh, – and somebody asked in chat, is BYOB still going? No. I think it's pretty much done. I don't know Mike Fauché would know that for sure. We just had Mike Fauché on Home Server Show a couple weeks ago, and I think he's going to join us permanently out there on Home Server Show. So if you are a fan of Mike Fauché, you want to resubscribe to Home Server Show, it'll be back. Dave is in the middle of a move again. Again. And so again, again. He's moved more times than I have in the last five years. <laughs> I, know. I know that poor guy. I don't know how he does it. We're We're... We're planning a move in 2018, and I'm already, you know, I'm already stressed out about it. And uh, that'll be the first move in 17 years for me. And uh, I you've first... been there a while. Huh? Yeah, we've been here since 2000. Here in yeah. uh, here in the 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 beautiful words, though. I have to be quiet and not say it's too loud. The beautiful words the other night that came that were said when Sarah goes, "Well, we're in the new place, and you have your own studio." And I was just like, oh, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're getting told now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you probably. It'll still be, you know, it'll still be a basement. Yeah. Uh, I hope not. Well, it doesn't matter. To be honest with you, it, it's wherever I get a chance to podcast, and I'll make it happen. You guys have seen me do it in airports. That was another. I've actually yeah. twice have podcasted out of airports, and uh, we just about. We've done it. I've done it. Uh, I did home service show from the steps uh, from in front of a building at the University of Southern California. And uh, just stealing some Wi-Fi and, and making that work. Christian, any other significant, as we think about, you, you had a bunch, we kind of zipped through the end there, but any other significant things, uh, moments for you before we wrap it? Um, for me personally, no, I think that's a pretty good wrap. I think one technology piece that we talked a little bit about with SSDs, but that I think is going to continue to uh, pile uh, on and on is, 
you know, you just if you didn't have a two terabyte drive back in 2011, you weren't a cool kid on the block. And if all your media smarts didn't have two terabyte drives, you know, what were you really doing with your life? Uh, we reached the point in the beginning of 2015 where now we're debating between whether or not three terabyte drives or four terabyte drives are more affordable. Uh, today, you can go on Newegg and buy six terabyte and eight terabyte hard drives. Um, we're seeing hard drives that are going to have easily easily reach the 18 terabyte uh, threshold um, in the next uh, five years or so. Um, I think that's going to be one of the most pivotal, important things that continues to power this data revolution that everyone is so wrapped up in because now we're going to be able to continue to find ways to in the same amount of space store the continuing, uh, keep up with basically the demand growth and the demand curve for data just showing up everywhere in our lives and I think that's going to be uh, really important for the consumer as well going forward. Mm. Yeah, I don't disagree. Although the hard drive discussion has kind of died, it, it, its fervor has really diminished just because I don't think it's an issue. The drives are so large. If if anything, what I'm hearing guys say is uh, they're too large for backups. Like if I have 10 terabytes on a drive, how seriously, that's a, you know, that's going to be difficult to back up. Uh, yeah. and, and if it you fails, back, that's all. You back it up to your old NAS. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's it's a lot of eggs in one basket. You know, yeah. at that point. So that's when you start doing RAID one with ten terabyte drives. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? But you know what? We thought about that about one terabyte drives uh, years ago, right? When I remember thinking how big, how when a terabyte came on the scene, we're like man, that's huge. You know. Um, so, Mike Weger, let me let me ask you really quick here. In your year, what what is podcasting? What is being here? And has that what has that done for you? I mean, has it? It's it's a short time window, but what's it done for you? Uh, I think for me, just being in law school, obviously, being in law school is obviously learning the law, learning how to think like a lawyer, but also learning how to present like a lawyer, how to speak like a lawyer. And so, being on here, I think, has really developed my interviewing skills. You are someone who brings on guests into the show and really cool guests that we really have to you know, get information out of and, and learn from, which is something I don't do in my podcasting um, stuff on, on my side. So I think that's really – it's really taught me a lot. I've really tried to look at you because you have become so good at interviewing people. And I think that's partly from Gallup, partly from podcasting, partly from wherever you've gotten those skills. But I think for me it's learning from you on how you interview people. So I don't know if you were expecting that answer or not, but really I think that's that's what I've learned. That's what I've gotten from the last year. No, good. Thanks for saying that. I enjoy it. I, that's why I like doing the interview style. That's one of the things that I. And it works. It works perfectly. And I think I think they are. I hope you know. And I, I, they do. You know, our audience loves it and they learn a lot. And you've got you're able to get a lot of really cool people that I'd never even like heard of. You know, like companies that I've never heard of. And so it's been a lot of fun, kind of seeing those people learning those technologies. And then also, I like having you guys as my community that teaches me Windows and you know keeps me honest with my with my tech side of things. So it's fun. No, good. And you know what? We have been able to get some really cool guests on here that aren't mainstream. That's one of the yeah. things. With the average guy stuff, I've that's kind of been my niche is I don't want to go after the big, you know, everybody's interviewing those guys. I want, I want the, to get the smaller startups. You know, I think about who's coming, uh, you know, who's coming in 2016 when we look at the calendar uh, kind of coming up. And we're going to have some fun Christmas shows, but you know, along those lines, I've and I'm getting actually contacted by more and more of these vendors who have some of these products that 
fit our niche, you know, kind of really well. The guys from so Peter Hudson from Selfie, which used to be Bitlit, is coming back to talk about. It. Remember, that's the guy that you take pictures of your books on your bookshelf and they show yeah. you if they've got e versions of them available. He'll be back. Uh, we're going to get Jamie uh, from from Ring.com back on here. Now they advertise on Twit. They're, I mean, they're they're doing some big stuff. And he uh, he was going to be on. And actually, Mike, you and I had to, to to fill in for that show. He slept through the. He was in London and he slept through the. Uh, he slept through the show. So he's agreed to come back on. You know, we'll get Rich Hay back on here. Uh, Mike Howard's going to come in in a couple weeks to talk about Unraid. Uh, and so we're going to kind of do a show around Unraid. I think about Amber Gott, who's coming back. Uh, to join us from LastPass, and we're going to get to talk a little bit about the acquisition that uh, that's going on there with LogMeIn. Um, uh, that's pretty cool. And so, yeah, just some of those kind of those quirky, you know, we've had some of those quirky guests on here too that, uh, you know, are doing some tech stuff. And that will continue to be the evolution as we think about the next five years of, of Home Gadget Geeks. We'll just keep doing it. I just keep doing it until you guys stop listening. And even then, I probably will still keep doing it. And so... We'll keep Home Gadget Geeks going. Uh, hopefully, we'll keep Home Tech Tips running. If you haven't subscribed to Home Tech Tips, that's up and running. I, I get six or seven of those in a row, and then I take a couple weeks off. Uh, just shorter versions of the show. I need to steal a few from you, Mike, uh, to put in there from your show. Just kind of short five-minute tips. Hopefully, that are help helpful to you. Schoonover gave me a bunch, and so I've been rolling through those. If you uh, haven't subscribed to Home Tech Tips in a while. Um, you might want to take about I, I take a look at that. I, an interesting relationship with Silicon Prairie News, and uh, I've been working with Ryan Pendle over there at Silicon Prairie News. If you haven't checked one of those out, little four-minute podcast, you don't even have to subscribe to it. Just listen to it on the page. Love your feedback on that. An opportunity to really discuss the startup community of what's going on here in in, uh, in Nebraska, Iowa, Kansas, and Missouri. But you know those startups they go well beyond those four regions. Uh, opportunities to to branch out beyond that, we're going to get some good interviews out of that. I think as I start working with Silicon Prairie News, um, you know, on that. Of course, uh, the Average Guy Tech Scholarship Fund still available for you. We're going to, and, you know, hey, take advantage of that and write some reviews. Christmas time, don't forget to use the Average Guy Tech Scholarship Fund um, as as you uh, as you go out and purchase from Amazon. And I appreciate the work that uh, that you guys do when you get that done, and then that's super helpful to me um, as well. Well, gentlemen, as we kind of come in for a landing here in an hour and 30 minutes, I want to say thanks. Andrew, I know it's always, uh, we're always coming in at your lunchtime, and uh, one of the things I always appreciated is you took the time. <laughs> yeah, lunch-ish, you know, uh, depends on uh, daylight savings time if that's uh, where we're at here in the United States with it. But, Andrew, thanks for uh, your commitment and dedication in years past to what, we do, what we've done here, and good to have you back on. And good time. It, it, if it ever, if life ever changes, I've I've left you on the shelf for now, just because I know the kids take up a ton of time, <laughs> and work is busy, uh, and sometimes yeah, once, you have to make. Once we're in any, once we're in any house, I'll start working from home again on a Friday. Yeah, yeah. Let me know. Love to have you back on on a regular basis. And yeah. and, and by the way, you bought me my very first. You bought me my very first podcasting microphone. So the I don't know. Blue. Yeah, I, it's right here, right behind me, right there. So. Well, Okay. Gathering dust. <laughs> Still there. Well, it was a great microphone, and, uh, yeah, yeah. and I we use that. If you go back and watch the videos, I use that from thirty-five yeah, while, to hundred. Yeah, yeah, maybe a hundred. That, that was your travel mic too, wasn't it? Yeah, what's my, my only mic? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's still really good when I when I go on the road. Sometimes I pack it with me, and I take its USB, so it it travels well, and it's yeah. just a bullet, man. That thing is tough. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
So it's in, you know if you're in the right room, if you have the right need. That was, that was ages ago. That that was what two and a half years ago, maybe. Maybe three. three years ago. Maybe three. Yeah. No. 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 You. You. And, and I. I really appreciate that. That was the very first time somebody ever did that for me because of podcasting. A listener did that for me. Um, I mean, I was, I, more I, a, I, was, I was more than a listener by then. Yeah. Yeah, but it was just it was it was really nice of you. I, mean, I, I think, think I think even our wives thought that we were that we were a bit nuts by then because we're talking because we were talking to each other all you know. I know. Every other day well, remember and, we had our wives. You had Michelle and I had Sarah, and we did that podcast with the four of us. Remember that? I'd, ha- I'd hate to go back and do that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fun. That was man, that's a long time ago. But uh, no, I appreciated that. You bought me that first mic, and even you know Dave McCabe it was you know uh, I always had terrible light down here and. One day for Christmas, a box showed up, and it was just lights. And it was, you know, he's like, you know, hey, use these. <laughs> and they've had, a, they've had, because now I've talked about them. I've had tons of other podcasters use them, and so yeah, yeah. You, you just don't know, you just don't realize. Kevin Schoonover sent me some memory. You know, I got a, I got a Dell, a big Dell server one time, and I think it had four gig of RAM in it. And all I did was mention the model number, and he said, without even looking, he's like, "Oh, I think I got some, I think I got some memory somewhere." And three days later, a bag, literally a bag. It was like a bag of weed, but a bag of memory showed up. <laughs> and and it um, it was um, it fit and it worked and it put that server up to 64, you know, 64 gig of RAM. And I thought, this is really this is a really cool community and you know for me to be able to buy you guys stuff Mike to to be able to drop a 99 bucks and put that on your desk and have you be able to do that that's pretty fun that's why we do what we do so uh, um, for you listener the listener out there I appreciate that we got a lot of stuff coming up a lot of fun stuff coming up in 2016 and uh, and we're looking forward to doing it Mike's gonna be hanging out with me we'll get Christian on from time to time we'll drag Andrew in whenever we can yeah lots of guests Lots of guests out of the community. Uh, when I think about that, Nathaniel Lindley's scheduled to come back. He's he's always a great interview to have on here. Sc- Schoonover jumps in all the time. I owe Rennie an uh, interview. I had him on at one point and had to cancel, so Rennie, sorry about that. But if you yeah, want to... The only smoking podcaster. <laughs> it's, no, not the only. I've been on another one with it, and I forget who it was. We were, we were doing a home server show, and all of a sudden you hear... You know, in, <laughs> in the mic, and... He's smoking, smoking during the podcast. Yeah, but, was, I think I think Rennie had a Jim Beam and Coke in his hands at about ten in the morning as well. <laughs> and it was noon. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll let you and Rennie work that out. But it's always, <laughs> always awesome to have you guys on. I will say this: if you're a listener, you're a regular listener, and you've got some things to say, and I haven't invited you, it's not because I don't like you. It's just maybe I don't even know you. And so if you want to start a conversation with me, Rennie's putting things in chat. Um, if you want to start a conversation with me and, and, uh, and, and kind of audition, we want you to have some good equipment and a good camera, good mic uh, type thing to, to come on the podcast. Um, let me know. Love to have you on. This would be a good time to reach me during the holiday season and, and uh, come on the show. We'd love to have you on. I, it, for time to time, Mike can't make it or we, we'll just have you on. Love to fill you in. There's 50 of these a year we've got to fill in spots for, so I'd uh, love to have you back on. If you've been on before and I haven't invited you on in a while, again, no reason. I just haven't done it. Let me know. Yeah, send me an email, jim at theaverageguy.tv, and uh, we will, uh, we'll see if we can get that done. If you, uh, Just a reminder, like I said, if you have any uh, 
if you if you ever want to catch me in the red light, you know, the little red bar is on on the side. It says Jim. Talk to Jim and chat. Most of the time I'm there. Sometimes I leave it on by mistake, but that is our uh, that's our talk.to chat window. That goes straight to me. So put a little message in, shoot it over to me, and it'd be great to uh, to have you. I lost one of my earbuds there for a second. Uh, I start a conversation with me. If you got some questions, you can drop it in our talk.to chat, the average guy.tv platform. Of course, both web and media hosting, powered by these awesome servers heating up the basement at Maple Grove Partners. Get secure, reliable, high speed hosting from people you know and trust. I say this all the time, and that's Christian. Christian, any sure. upgrades coming in for Maple Grove Partners uh, during Christmas? Um, we just swapped out some uh, backup batteries um, my last trip up there, and uh, we're working on redundant internet gateways, but it's a bit of a um, stem in progress. But, I mean, if you go out to TAG or any of the other sites, you should notice it's been pretty lightning fast as of late, so we're, we're chugging along. Cool. And uh, I just had a guy today ask me some questions, and I said, hey, about podcasting. I said, well, you start at Maple Grove Partners. Yep. So if uh, if you have if you want to start podcasting and or Christian's setup is perfect for podcasting, WordPress works like a, ch a charm, media hosting works like a charm. You pretty much get unlimited. You could pretty much do whatever you want. It's pretty much going to be handled by Christian. And about every four weeks, he sends you a note and says, "Check your site. It's blazing fast." <laughs> so you uh, you want to uh, if you want to do that, and really, it's ten bucks a month. So. Super cheap, a great way to get in. Check out maplegrovepartners.com, uh, great way to do it. And of course, you can uh, if you haven't started doing this, I'd encourage you to do it, homegadgetgeeks.com, and download the apps, put it on your phone, and, uh, and you can listen to this thing on the road or catch it that way. There's plenty of ways to do it in podcatchers, and many of you do that as well, but sometimes if uh, you haven't done it yet, check it out. I'd love some feedback on that app, homegadgetgeeks.com. We'll get you there, and I just want some numbers on the site. Rennie, I think, had asked me uh, right before we go here if I had numbers on the most popular show that we've done from the very beginning. Oh, that's a good and question. That is a definitely, great question. Definitely the one with the two Aussies on it. <laughs> yeah, when we had, you know what? That was a pretty popular one. I am not going to lie. That that one was good and funny, and uh, and did pretty well. I certainly, from a YouTube video standpoint, I've looked at this several times. When we think about the YouTube videos we've done, let me switch over to this real quick. Uh, actually, I think it's Christian <laughs> talking about Windows Server. Was it 2012 when it first came out, Christian? Do you remember doing that that special first look with me? Uh, I really do. Quick here, that would have been view newest, most viewed. Let's pull this up here. So if YouTube is any indication, home networking, Windows Home Server 2012 Essentials, lights out, the HP N40L, which you had a note in the chat we didn't talk about, but right. we, we made that N40L was a big deal in our communities, right? This one all over. <laughs> so, um, uh, and then NASA interns. So that was um, that was uh, Home Tech 108. That has done almost 8,000 views on YouTube, that, wow. that video. That is an hour and uh, hour and fifty three minutes long. <laughs> How does that happen? Hour and fifty three minutes, and it's got eight thousand views. Now, some of those are it'd be interesting to see the average time on that. But seventeen thumbs up, two thumbs down, seven comments. So the next the next one there, a special first look at the HP ProLiant Micro Server Gen 8 done by our very own Kevin Schoonover. That's got about yeah, 50, 
800 views. And then a newer one that we've just done recently, that uh, this summer, that's already at 5,000 views, is, the, is uh, John Greenaway with the Eco B3 uh, thermostat. So that one, that must get, that's the one that must be getting a lot of SEO. And then there's a really bad one in fourth position, Windows Server 2012 Essentials Beta First Look. That's me. That's an early video, Ustream video with, uh, with uh, the Yeti. So if you want to take a peek at those, you can find them out at the channel, out at our YouTube channel. Uh, check that out as well. We are live every Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at TheAverageGuy.tv live. If you're slash live, I always leave the slash out, but TheAverageGuy.tv slash live. And if you are uh, joining us for the first time, thanks for hanging out through a long podcast. We've done 239 of these over the last five years. Congratulations to everyone here and the community for making it through <laughs> many of them. And I have I had a listener uh, this week who said he's listened all the way since one. Wow. And, uh, wow. Yeah, it's like... Seriously? Thank you. <laughs> well, we did it, but we did it because we, we like hearing <laughs> ourselves talk. Uh, I always appreciate it. I think there's a few out in the chat room that have probably been with us. Uh, there's, there's, some, there's some long sides out there. Yeah. yeah, no, that's the best part of the community. And, uh, and with that, we'll stay around for a little bit of post-show as long as you guys can stay around. And that's the advantage to come out to the live show. If you're new, join us Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, on the average guy. TV live. And with that, we'll say goodnight, everybody.